Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today we're talking with Dr. Emily Brandt of Anishaw Children's Institute in Dalton. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Brandt. Thank you for having me. Dr. Brandt is a board-certified child developmental pediatrician at Anna Shaw Children's Institute, located at 1201 Burleson Road behind Hamilton Medical Center in Dalton, Georgia. She specializes in attention disorders, autism spectrum disorders, behavioral and developmental challenges, and more. Dr. Brandt graduated from Southern Adventist University and then attended medical school and completed her internship and residency at Loma Linda University. She obtained her fellowship in developmental behavioral pediatrics at the University of Iowa. Dr. Brandt has assisted with educating medical students, pediatrics residents, and child psychiatry residents during her fellowship at the University of Iowa and as a member of the faculty at the University of Tennessee College of Medicine in Chattanooga. Today we're going to talk about talking with your child about their diagnosis. Is this a common question that you sometimes get from families? Yes, actually. It is a topic that comes up or that parents are thinking about even if they don't ask about it. You see, some health problems are a consistent part of a child's life with doctor's appointments and treatments happening regularly like asthma or diabetes. Others come up suddenly like a cancer diagnosis when the child may be very aware that they're feeling unwell, but others may be more subtle and not recognized until a child is older, like a learning disability, ADHD, or autism. And some of these children may be aware that they're going to appointments to try to learn new skills, but they may not realize why. So families need to think about the best way to tell them. While I primarily see children with learning and developmental challenges, some of the things we talk about can be useful when a family is helping a child understand other medical diagnoses as well. Uh, So children may realize that something is going on, but they struggle to understand what is happening? Exactly. Especially as children get older, spend time in school with other kids their age, or spend time playing with other children, they may begin to realize that they struggle more with some things than their friends. A child may see that it's easier for other children to make friends, learn new things, or follow the rules in class. Other children in school may begin to make comments and ask questions. As they see these differences, sometimes they begin to feel badly about themselves and start to ask why. Now, all of us adults and children alike have things that are different about us, things that we're good at and things that are hard for us. And adults can also struggle with feeling alone based on those differences. As we think about how that feels for us, we know that it's important to help children deal with those feelings. Otherwise, they may give up on friendships and school, and that gets harder to overcome the longer they feel that way. So it can really help a child to understand what their diagnosis is. Exactly. I'm sure most parents can vividly remember how it felt worrying about why their child did well with some things but struggled with other things. For parents, getting a diagnosis and finally understanding the why behind the challenges often results in a mixture of emotions. There may be sadness as they realize what their child has been struggling with and may need to deal with in their their future. There's also often relief that comes from knowing what they're dealing with and why. And sometimes there's a sense that they can finally really start getting the help they need. So when parents can help children understand why they're dealing with certain challenges, it can help them both begin to accept their strengths and challenges and begin to work better and work more willingly with therapy to learn and help those challenges. So what you're saying is when a child is starting to ask about these things, is that the 
correct time to talk about it with that child? Well, the challenge is there's no perfect time to talk about something like this. Some families start sharing the information in a very simple way from the time the child is young so that it doesn't feel like a surprise to them later when they're struggling with things. Mm-hmm. Uh, other families will wait until a child is asking questions since they clearly want to know and are more interested in the information then. Sometimes a child is older before they go through the testing and get a diagnosis, so the family may share the information right away to help them understand the testing that they've been doing. A lot of the timing depends on the needs of the child and the family. Well, now you mentioned that some families start the discussion from a younger age than others, so they must need to think about different ways to talk about the information. Very true. And it relates both to the age of the child, but also their understanding level. Some children with learning disabilities or speech delays may need to wait until they gain more skills to be able to even understand a simple conversation about the issue. Some of these children, the family can start a conversation by pointing out that everyone is different. Some are taller and shorter, they have different colored hair, they like different toys or different foods. Mm -hmm. Then it can be helpful to talk about the fact that everyone has some things they do well and that are easy for them, and everyone has challenges that are harder for them. Maybe the parent could actually talk about things that are easy and challenging for them, and then ask the child to think about those same things for the child. If the child seems to be understanding, then they can introduce the name of the diagnosis the child is struggling with and explain how that fits the challenges that the child has. You'll probably need to have many conversations over the years as the child matures and understands more, beginning with the idea, like we said, that we all have strengths and challenges and that knowing our challenges can help us work better on those challenges. So when a child begins to recognize that everyone has strengths and challenges, it can help them accept the idea that they have a challenge. Exactly. It can be a definite help. Often when we recognize our differences, we feel isolated from others. And the same thing can happen when a child learns that they have a specific diagnosis like ADHD or a learning disability or autism. So another important part of the conversation is to talk about how many other children have the same thing. You may look for children's books, TV characters, or videos that describe other children with their diagnosis. You can also look for individuals on social media who describe their journey with the same diagnosis. And especially for older children, online support groups can be a big help as long as you're monitoring what's being said in the group. But it's not just about finding people with the same challenges as your child. It's also important to remember that your child has things they really enjoy and look for those strengths and get them involved in those type of activities like dance, music, sports, or Lego clubs so they have other children that they can connect with over that shared interest. The diagnosis and the strengths and challenges associated with it are only a part of your child, and we need to continue to encourage children to see it as only a part of who they are and a part of the things that make them unique and special. Well, now you mentioned earlier that Other children who are around them may begin to make comments. How do you recommend that parents deal with those situations? Obviously, that can be a very difficult situation for some children. Some older children may want to share the diagnosis, and others may want privacy to try and avoid having peers recognize a difference. 
For younger children, it will be more of a decision for their parents to help decide how much information to share. One thing to remember is that other children, their parents may be more willing to interact and help if they understand what the difference is.、Mm-hmm. For instance, even in lower grades, sharing information with peers to say that a child is very good at, say, organization or coloring, but struggles to talk with and make friends, can help get the peers excited about helping that child. Older children may even want to give their classmates a presentation or write a paper on their diagnosis to help share and promote understanding. I imagine the school setting is often a place where support and understanding are needed. Very true. In addition to peers, it's important to share information with your child's teacher to help them better understand how to teach your child. The book "Talking with Your Child About Their Autism Diagnosis: A Guide for Parents" by Raylene Dundon suggests starting with a simple info sheet to help. Teachers, or babysitters, or even parents of other children that your child interacts with. She talks about including things like what your child likes and dislikes, especially if there's something that's uncomfortable for them or something soothing for them. What their special interests are. How your child communicates, such as if they use words or hand motions or pictures, as well as what sort of communication they understand best. Again, they may need pictures to understand better. What their strengths and challenge areas are, any sensory things that might really make them uncomfortable, and specifically ways to tell if your child is becoming upset, so the adults around can help soothe them and prevent a meltdown. In addition to this, it's important for school personnel to review any testing your child may have completed, so they can get the best picture of how the child is thinking and learning to support their education. If a child is learning and functioning well in school, this is just helpful information for the teacher. But if a child is needing extra help to learn successfully in some subjects, the school may actually use a combination of previous evaluations and their own evaluation to create a specialized learning plan for your child that will be updated each year to support them as they mature and gain new skills. That is wonderful. That is great. Absolutely. If a child responds so well to the supports that they've received in the past, and they mature to the point that they can function without extra supports, then the individualized plan will be discontinued, since it's only there if they truly need it. So, sharing the information about a diagnosis with your child and the people around them is really important. It can be very important. Not all families are comfortable or ready to share the information, but over time, it can be very helpful to share, both to empower a child to embrace their strengths and challenges, as well as to encourage the most supportive response possible from the community of friends, teachers, and caregivers around them. Now, do you have any resources that you would recommend to help a family to have these discussions? There are many good online resources looking specifically at different diagnoses that families can. Search for to share the information. The book I mentioned earlier, "Talking with Your Child About Their Autism Diagnosis: A Guide for Parents," is also an excellent resource that can be easily adapted to different diagnoses and includes some fun worksheets to do with your child. Many important ideas of what to address, strategies for tricky situations that may come up, as well as stories about how different families chose to communicate their child's diagnosis. Great information, Dr. Brandt. Can you tell us about Anna Shaw Children's Institute? 
Sure. Anna Shaw Children's Institute is dedicated to the memory of Anna Sue Shaw, and it's a regional center for the care of children, birth to age 11, who experience the challenges of developmental delays. The institute opened in the spring of 2019, but plans for this incredible facility began years before. Part of the planning was conducted by the Anna Shaw Children's Institute Advisory Council. This council supplied ideas for many of the special features of the institute. The building was actually inspired by the style of a treehouse and reflects the beauty of the North Georgia mountains. Mm. Once inside, you'll experience the true magic of the Institute, the families and children and providers who join together as champions in this unique place. Well, now, we've learned a little bit about Anna Shaw Children's Institute, but can you tell me about some of the specific providers and services that are offered? The Institute's team includes another developmental behavioral pediatrician, as well as myself, and child psychologists, physical, occupational, speech and feeding therapists, and behavior analysts who provide many of the supports that we've been talking about. Evaluations are conducted at the Institute to understand each child's individual skill set and to identify the appropriate therapies to maximize the child's development. School and care navigators, dedicated institute employees are available to help support families through the diagnostic and treatment process and connect them to resources they may need in the community. Dr. Brandt, thank you so much for sharing all this great information with us. For more information about Anna Shaw Children's Institute, call 706-226-8900 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash children. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System.